knowledge you want. Malik books has all the knowledge you need. Malik books. Yeah, they have all the books that the whole wide world wanna read. Malik books. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Malik's Bookshelf, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. Hi, my name is Malik, your host of Malik's Bookshelf. Okay, last week, my episode was voting for the lesser of two evils. Now, I was able to have some conversations about this last segment with some of my audience who was listening to Malik's bookshelf. Now, I even was able to do a few interviews with people on the stump at some of the events I was doing this weekend and asked them their thoughts about the midterm election. So this this particular episode is a continuation of last week's voting for the lesser of two evils. I also want to talk about a new segment that we're bringing to Malik's bookshelf. You know, um, about a month ago, I started the barbershop talks. And what I'm going to do instead of continuing that from week to week, just bring that as one featured episode instead of breaking it up and having five, six minute segments each uh, week. I'm going to bring just one episode of that. But I'm starting this new segment. And what we're going to do with this new feature is give my audience a way they chime in and ask me some questions. So on this new feature on the podcast, it's called Malik's Mailbag. Now, my email is available to you 24-7. And the email is called realmalikmohammed at gmail.com. Let me say that again. Now, realmalikmohammed at gmail.com. Now, Muhammad is spelled M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. And, of course, Malik is M-A-L-I-K. Now, Real Malik Muhammad at gmail.com. So bring your questions, your comment, uh, anything at all. You can email me direct. And Malik's mailbag is going to be a vital feature in a segment on the podcast throughout the month. So I'm looking forward to my audience or anyone reaching out to me. And so we can discuss whatever it is on your mind. I also have a few questions from Malik's mailbag. And so I'm going to discuss that on this segment. So stay tuned. Enjoy the episode because it's a continuation of last week's episode, Voting for the Lesser of Two Evils. But the title of this episode is called Voting Midterms and White Supremacy. Midterm elections coming up, and I just want to get your thoughts real quick, brother. I'll be honest, I don't really pay attention to the election. This is my point. I said my last podcast last week, vote we vote for the less two evil, and it's hard trying to survive paying attention to politics every two years. You agree? Yeah, yeah. That's statement. Well, that's been my thought. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. What's your thoughts about the upcoming midterm election? I'm the same way, boss. I I, I can't really pay attention to it. It's just tough to pay attention to, so I don't really follow it. Like somebody told me a question. They asked me a question. They said the KKK wrote Republican every time. So what's your thoughts about that if that's the case? Uh, I See, like like I said, I don't know nothing about that. I, 
I, I didn't even know none of that, so that's news to me. See, yeah, I, I, my brother, I said, somebody told me, said the KKK vote Republican every time. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I think a lot of people. Vote, I think a lot of people vote Republican. I think a lot, a lot, a lot of racist people vote the Democrat too. Honestly. Hello, hello, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, white supremacy of both parties. Yeah. Yes, sir. I think so. Yes, sir. All over the world. There you have it. White supremacy vote Democrat and vote Republican, and that's my take on that as well. I'm gonna go in deeper when I give my thoughts about a few questions that I got uh, emailed to me, and I'll talk more about that. I'm at a festival called To Do It. Actually, I think that's the name of it. It's the biopic book, I mean, festival here with arts and crafts and multicultural. Anyway, I'm still doing Malik's Bookshelf podcast, and I'm out here asking some of the people out here about the upcoming mixed term elections. And I wrote up on a brother, and I want to hear his thoughts on that about is he participating in the upcoming election, and if not, why? I would definitely participate. I haven't been following as much as I should, but I think us as. You know, young black people and older black people, we should be aware of who's going to be controlling how we live and decisions we make. So I do think it's important. I do think I need to dive in it more than I am now, but I guess talking. Are you going to vote this next election, the midterm? 100%. 100%. Okay. And, and also, um, my last podcast was called Voting for the Lesser of Two Evils. What do you think about that? I think that's what I think that's what I always think about before every election, because at the end of the day, you know, both sides are not really for you, but yes. you're trying to pick the side that may benefit you the most. That's been my take on it. Is that hey, I mean, it is what it is, and I said that if we need to focus more on economics and not politics. Nope, true, true, <laughs> true. I think that that's where the real power is at, and I think we spend too much time every two years trying to find out who's the saving grace, and I don't think it one exists. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Just trying to find what what, what will improve life a little bit yes. moving forward. So yes. yeah. We're not saying that no good comes out of voting. No good comes out. Well, you know I got power and I got merit. What we're saying is that the results and the interest and the amount of time that we spend focusing on voting and the 60 years that we've been voting since civil rights have not equaled the proper gains and other cultures have been here just as long and they have bigger gains and they don't even participate in voting or have an amount of politicians yep no I, I, but i do believe as us as black folks it's an incremental process so mm-hmm. i think one vote at a time if we can get the, pe- the right people in place and i think we might see change hopefully for, for the future i concur thank you my brother appreciate it Thank you. I got to get your thoughts. Look, we just stirred up a nice conversation about the midterm. She asked me about who I'm going to vote for. I said, this ain't about who I'm going to vote for. I just want to get her thoughts on who she's going to vote for. But, hey, but we got this brother here, too, so he can chime in as well. But, hey, I just want to get your thoughts on the midterm election. And, like I said, uh, I do pay attention to propositions and some of the things locally as far as nationally. Sometimes I just, you know, vote for less studio. That was my last podcast. So anyway, it's on you now, Spotlight. So here's the thing. Until, unfortunately, we are in a position of power, we're going to continue to vote for the lesser two evils. So the goal is do everything at a grassroots level. So get the young people here, young black people. We need to get out on the streets, get motivated, knock on doors, talk to each other so we can become empowered. Because the goal is not to have our kids and grandkids voting for the lesser two evils. We've been doing that for decades and the time has come. Nobody wants to do that shit no more. So that's the reality. And, and so, yeah. So until we get in a position of power, until we're running 
you know, our financial institution, medical institutions, yeah. schools, yeah. everything, then we're going to continue in the yeah. same boat. So, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that. Oh, oh, I got to roll over you. Come on. I say vote your interest. I don't do that vote for the less the two evils thing because you still going to get evil. Vote your interest. Get what goes for what you want. Usually what you want, if you're black like I am, is going to be for the greater good of your people. But vote your interest. And when we do that less than two evil shit, history has proven that that don't get us too damn far. Vote you know, for your hood. Vote you know, for your But you're black. You black. My have choice to. is my choice. I'm, so I'm a who's big. Who's your choice this time? That's the question. As far as what, mayor? No, yeah, who you voted for? Uh, you know me. I don't. So when it comes to mayors, I do who my research. I don't know yet. I do my research. I do. You, you even got, have your business, old. Do you even have time? I, I, look, I'm at work. On my downtime, I go on YouTube. I he look up everybody's. For, he's voting for Karen Bass. We'll, we'll be straight. He's he's not voting for Caruso. I'm okay. not gonna let her speak for and me. And you know why you're not? Because like he said the oh, other go day. Ahead. He's not because of the, um, his his views on pro-choice, and that was your determining factor. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm very pro-life, so I, pro yeah, yeah. But okay. pro-choice. I mean, pro-choice. Pro yeah, pro-choice. Pro okay. Female rights. Now, I have this next question, all right, because somebody said to me, they asked me, they said the Ku Klux Klan, white supremacy, they vote 100% Republican all the time. And my answer to that was, so does Democrats. That we vote what? No, I said that white supremacy, Republicans, they they vote Republican 100 percent of the time. And as black people basically saying, like, what are we going to do in terms of, you know, us uniting our vote? Because they say white supremacists vote Republican 100 percent of the time. My argument that was that white supremacy vote Democratic as well. They do. They, they, <laughs> you, they, track record. If you look at Joe Biden track record, the three strike law is the main thing that put a I lot mean, of our people look at out Caruso. there. You got Caruso running as a Democrat. You got, you got Caruso running as a Democrat. You got Trump who was a Democrat before. So everybody's switching sides. Like I said, the goal is we need young black people have to get into power. So you got to tell your friends, your family members, People who you know would be good in these positions. Better yet, to get young black people have to empower each other. That's you don't true. have to get into power because you have to have your people to empower you to get power. So how did the Jewish community, the Asian community, come into power? Because they don't vote. They, they don't have a lot. They don't have a lot of politicians. They don't have a lot of politicians. But yet they got power. They empowered themselves. I tell everybody they like do I'm, what? How did they empower themselves? Working Still with each other. And what else? Uh, economics, right? Economics. I look at it like this. My business is in a predominantly Mexican neighborhood. When you see them, they work together. I come from the car industry. There's a lot of Asian people that work there. One of my best homies that I used to work with would tell me, hey, we got a Chinese restaurant. We'll build up, help one person, help one person. We got to learn to help each other at the same time. It's also having a foot on your neck and in your back. You still got to learn how to work with each other. We got a lot of place to work. We got to get a lot of... Bullshit out of our mind that has been fed to us from other people and then, you know, work with each other. It's all I'm about so, unity. They, they definitely work together, and that's one thing that we need to notice. But at Whether the, it's crime or not. That's the point. Together. At the end of the day, they'll do whatever they have to do to get to the next level. To to the next level. And they will always make sure they look out for so each other. So we can agree that we don't do this. We don't do it. We can agree we, we don't do it. We do at some levels, but we don't do it enough. That's the problem. Because if we didn't do it, then you wouldn't have your bookstore, he wouldn't have his water store, I wouldn't have my event space. So we do do it, we just don't do it enough and so when i say stealing meaning they're they're all about sticking together and it's them against everybody and there's nothing wrong with that but yeah. i feel like black people we need to do the same we thing we gotta learn how to highlight the good and keep it highlighted like we highlight the bad because i mean we all products of our environment but if yeah. you can yeah. highlight the good that comes out of the environment as well because let's keep it real we all like rap i like rap the shit talk yeah. about killing all this all the time 
But also know on the other side, we know good from wrong. But I can point to you a gang of my younger homies that don't know, you know, what's right and what's good. I mean, what's bad these times. So you have to, there are no more OGs. When I was coming up, I'm 30. I still had OGs to tell you, like, don't do that. You could do something stupid, but they'll still tell you, like, all right, that's too stupid. Nobody telling nobody that no more. So we keep leading the younger to learn that we, you know, that get us lost in the mix. Then we ain't gonna be able to empower each other. Well, we've been voting for 60 years now, civil rights. And do you agree with the empowerment that's taking place in these our communities, or have we fell short? Um, I think it's fake. A lot of it was being ta was taking place in the communities. A lot of people, you have people with power and the money and the resources who show up on a on a random Saturday, smile, kiss babies, and then they go back to wherever they live or whatever they do. I like I say, I'm always about a grassroots level. If the person next door to you can't read. That's your issue. If he owns a business and he doesn't teach his little neighbor next door how to own a business, then that becomes all of our issues. So yeah. we we absolutely have fallen short. And I feel like a lot of the people we have representing us today, it's nothing but fake, just BS. In, in well, that's why I say we vote for the list, too, because I, I agree. Because I think all the issues we saw from teenage pregnancy, alcohol, liquor stores on every corner, fast food on every corner, all that's because politicians in power allowed this to happen, knowing that diabetes, hypertension, high blood pressure, all of these issues, guns everywhere. Probably come in here, and this is where I like. I'm a YouTuber, so I get on YouTube and I look at all right, what's right, what's wrong from every candidate. Well, my issue is homelessness is out of control. Out of control. It's a, I live I like I'm from Compton, so yeah. over there they pushing all the RVs over there. You got crackheads walking around everywhere, everywhere. and it's it's it's. In Gardena, in a predominantly Hispanic and black part of Gardena, is nothing but white drug addicts walking around. And you start to get to wonder, like, what the hell is going on? So we got a lot of stuff to work on yeah, before yeah, we yeah. start to get to the bigger stuff. We They pushing all these factories from downtown to, you know, the South Bay area in the we, hood. We have a lot of stuff to work on, but we can also be our own worst enemy, too. Like, that that's a problem within it. Right, that, right. That can, no, I agree. I agree. So when you talk about working together. We are, we are our own worst enemy. I always say that. We need to get our own way because we stopping our development, our growth, and our elevation. Yeah, and so when you ask about other cultures, I think that's that's what they have to be their greatest resource. They're not in their, a lot of times they're not in their own way. Mm -hmm. They're working together and yeah, they're building each other up. But yeah, it's yeah. not it's not that we haven't been built down for centuries. Like don't get it twisted. But right. we do have the power and clearly everyone looks at us, everyone follows us. Yes, so do. we're the most powerful. We, do. so, yeah. we don't even realize how powerful we are. We just not exercising our true power because it's Unity is more powerful than an atomic bomb. We need to unite money, intellects, resources, every interest, every human endeavor. We need to unite, and we don't. And so we fall short. Absolutely. And I'm sure if you were to ask any, like when you mentioned like Jewish cultures, Asian cultures, Latin cultures, if you were to ask them from a mentoring perspective, what would they recommend? They would probably say the same thing. You, you guys have to stick together. Absolutely. You guys are tearing. I mean, it, it sounds harsh, but it's the truth. All I know is... I probably like to be a, a, a doorknob in your house when y'all sitting around talking like this. Have my glass of wine, cause y'all y'all going deep, y'all into it. I feel the passion between y'all. I feel it. <laughs> yeah. Make the hood great. That's it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Y'all gave me some good content. Malik's bookshelf, bringing the world together with books, culture, and community. <laughs> thank you, thank you.
Well, I'm going to get into my new segment. It's called Malik's Mailbag. Now, I get emails from listeners from time to time. But, woo-wee, last week's segment on voting for the lesser of two evils sure got people riled up. Now, some of you agreed with me and some of you didn't. That's okay. I welcome all feedback. But some of you had some questions, and I wanted to address some of them right now. This is from Anthony in Culver City. Malik, I agree with a lot of what you say about voting Obama. But one thing I keep in mind, the KKK votes Republican every time, no matter what. We need to counter that. Woo! Now, that's an extremely important question i love it and it has a it's it's loaded though it's loaded because we splitting some hairs here and we're dealing with a counter move that's very important my answer to that question is white supremacists vote democrat 100 percent of the time too both parties have white supremacists, KKK members, and historically, the Ku Klux Klan were Democrats. It was formed by the Democrats. It was an extension of the Democratic Party. Are we just to forget that? Are we going to just ro- throw that under the bed, throw it in the closet and act like the Democratic Party wasn't white supremacists? And that they burned, lynched, murdered black people all across this country and nation? That they exploited us during the Reconstruction period? That they put together policies that kicked the man out of the house just to get a welfare check? Are we to forget all of that? And act as though the Republican Party are the only white supremacists and Ku Klux Klan members, right? When the history of the Ku Klux Klan started from the Democratic Party. And I got to keep it 100. This is a podcast about what? Bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. I've read the books. And there's no way that you can fool me that Republicans are the only KKK members and white supremacists when a lot of suffering has happened by the hands of both parties, but in particular, mostly the Democratic Party historically. Is that to say that they ain't do nothing good? That they ain't some policy wasn't beneficial? All I'm saying is we vote for the lesser of the two evils. And that's my argument is that we know subconsciously, mentally and fundamentally, that is, that both parties have issued in policies that are white supremacists and only benefit white people. And we have suffered far too long from these both of these parties. So what's our kind of move is that we need to unite. We need to bring our money together and we need to vote what's in our best interest. And and don't think that everybody running 
for the Democratic Party is about the interests of our community and our people because that's a lie and I'm tired of hearing that. We already know where, where the Republican Party stands. We're neither both, to be honest. Some things we agree Democratically party and some things we agree on the Republican party. Let's keep it one on it. Some of we, we not 100% every issue with the Democratic Party and we certainly not 100 issues on every issue of the Republican Party. Both have harmed the black community. Both have censored the black community and both had gentrified the black community and marginalized the voice of black America. So don't Try to sell us one party no more. We gonna be wide awoke today, and we need a new strategy. This so we can counter what's on both sides of these parties. That's my take on that question. Next is from Jordan in Avalon Gardens. Malik, great segment on voting for the less of two evils, but. I can't agree with you on suggesting not voting. There are many reasons that the system is stacked against black people and other people of color. One is that white people never miss a chance to vote, especially old white people. It's younger people, women, black people, and other people of color that could control everything if we would just vote. You're right that people in power help the people that look like them. The more we vote for more people who look like us will get that in power. <sighs> Man, that question was loaded. But let me break you break it down how I see it. First of all, all white folks don't vote. <laughs> all right. Maybe larger segments, white, male, female, might vote a little more than others, but let's keep it real. Registered voters, they ain't never 100% to vote. It's around 70, man, and sometimes 50. You know, they got people riled up. So this last election, they had a lot, had a higher percentage of so-called registered voters voting, but white folks don't all vote. They're dissatisfied, and many of them abstain from voting because of the fact that they don't like the choices, okay? And that's the same with black people. We sometimes don't like the choices. And to sit here and say that you got to vote just because you can when both, you know, whoever's running is not even a, a good, you know, selection to even choose from. But, and that happens a lot of times. That's why I said we vote for the lesser of the two evils. Now, as far as not voting, okay. That's a political strategy as well, whether we like it or not. You know, there ain't nothing absolute but death and taxes, all right? You're not going to get 100% of people to agree on nothing. So the reality is that to say that not voting is not a political strategy when it absolutely is because they need to do something to get your vote. So let's say the election coming up. And the masses of black people say, I don't like neither candidate. And we're abstaining. Don't you think that they're going to have to come to us to get our vote now? Instead of us just giving them our vote? You see, we got to do something different. 
We can't keep thinking that just because this is the only selection that we need to just go and show up and vote. Now, I'm not saying there ain't no voting. There ain't no power in voting. Absolutely, there is power in the voting. All right. But the reality is we don't have no money behind the vote. America wasn't established. We're talking about power. Did America gain power because they voted? Or did America gain power because they had wealth from Britain and brought it over here and took the land? Now, I'm not saying take nothing, but I'm saying that's not how America got established. It wasn't about no voting. Wasn't no vote. The king is a dictator from Britain. The monarchy over there, whatever. They made a decision to come over here and expand their kingdom. They had complete control into the independence, war of independence, right? 1776. Then they got a president and made a, a party, the Congress, a judicial system, and the presidential system. But none of that is what established America. And, and the way I see it, the system is stacked against the masses of the people. So it only reinforces a system to, so they can maintain power. The reality is that voting didn't establish America. The power came from wealth and conquest, not voting. It wasn't a vote to, to slaughter the American Indians, enslave the black people. We wasn't no choice when slavery was, 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 was set upon a whole nation of black people and then the slaughter of the American Indians and genocide. There wasn't no vote. Now, I hate to bring up some history, but we keep thinking that we don't have to always go backwards. We can always go forward, too. You know, when they say democracy rule, all right, how is it that a, a white, the white race is the smallest group of populated race on the planet, yet control the whole planet? How is that? Is that democratic? <laughs> is that democracy? There are more Asians than white people. There are more blacks than white people on the planet. There are more Latinos, Hispanics than white people on the planet. But yet, they run the whole planet in the sense economic, the business economy. They come up with the number one inventions and, 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 and revolutionize the whole world. All right? We know this as a fact. They got the mightiest military in the world. But yet, they have the lowest population of, of a race on the planet. And what's democratic about You know why? How they able to do what they do? Because of economics. They do it. That's where they right, get their power from. And they united and they make no excuses for their mistakes. They do it in a collective manner. So when we see and say, you know, listen, all I'm saying is. We've been voting for 60 years. If you want to vote, go vote. I'm not disturbing to you, but I'm saying that a lot of people abstain from voting because that's a political strategy. And there's nothing wrong with that. We don't have to just vote to be voting. So that's my take on that. We need to stop voting for the lesser of two evils, and we need to vote for champions that's going to do something. Otherwise, don't vote.
Stop voting and somebody just ain't doing nothing but putting liquor stores on your corner, putting weed houses on every block, allowing all these fast food joints to pop up all in the inner, inner cities where you know diabetes, hypertension, and cholesterol is a major issue. These are the same politicians <laughs> that allowed us that we voted in. So we need to stop voting for death. And we need to find a way to vote for some life. So that's my take on that question. Okay, you have one more. It's from Layla in Atwater Village. Malik, you seem somewhat apathetic about voting in this year's midterms. But a black woman and a white man are running against each other for mayor of Los Angeles. If Karen Bass wins, what effects do you think that will be for what for black people in LA. It has to be better than the opposites right now. <sighs> this is a classic textbook answer. We're gonna vote for the lesser of the two evils. And of course, I think Karen Bass is the lesser of the two evils. Listen, we had Obama in office. And we ain't get much out of that. But I definitely love the fact that a black man sat in the White House and was president. And a whole family grew up in there. I loved it. I voted for him twice. Put that on your record. Now, Karen Bass, all right. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to call on God. And I'm going to ask God to help guide her. Because she is going to be surrounded by so much bureaucracy and so much evil. The thing is, the person who sits in the mayor's seat don't necessarily run the city. It's a lot of power and wealthy people in Los Angeles. And they pull strings and they expect certain results when they put their money up to go vote for her. And so it's going to be, you know, she can have all the good intentions and in, that she won. But the reality is that the people who run, they got power, you mean, and these wealthy people. Now, these people, it's a lot of them. They white supremacists. They all about themselves and they'll do whatever it takes to maintain power, whether they Republican or Democrat. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to move some stage sage around and we're going to hope that if she wins, then she's able to do some great good. You know, that something good can come out of this. So, you know, the question is, would it be better? You know, she's up against a lot of forces of wickedness because let's just be real. People with wealth. Sometimes are not the most nicest and kindest people on the planet, okay? And they want to maintain wealth and continue to get wealth. There are a lot of issues politically that we suffer from. So I see we ain't got to name names because it's irrelevant. The point is, a lot of it's, a, it's not a whole lot of wealthy people, but the reality is that they pull strings and they make things happen that only benefit them and at the expense of the people of Los Angeles. So good luck, Karen Bass. If you win, if you're voting for it, go vote. I'm not telling you not to vote. And I'm not telling you who I'm voting for. All I'm telling you is that I do think she's the lesser of the two evils. 
thank you for all your feedback. Remember, it's realmalikmohammed at gmail.com. Let's continue the conversation, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Malik's Bookshelf, where topics on the shelf are books, culture, and community. Be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. Check out my Instagram at Malik Books. See you next time.